Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Friday, Alyssa. Happy Friday. It's so good to be back. I missed everybody so much. I missed you, Taylor. I missed our listeners. I like really feel guilty that so much has been going on with Beverly Hills while we were taking the literal only break we've ever taken. Do you feel that way at all? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. I yeah, it did feel it. Yeah, it felt like leaving. I don't know, like leaving school for a little bit and feeling like I was like getting behind on homework and then I was like this is fun Taylor we do this like for fun you literally Um, had like a stress dream about it actually shut (laughs) up I did it was so embarrassing you guys I was like what is my life I had a really vivid stressful stressful dream that I was with Erica Jane at some sort of like gala and I was somehow her friend or her like assistant somebody who was assigned to her to like keep her calm and she like kept starting to spiral and spiral and I swear the most like vivid Lisa Rinna in the dream came up to her and kept trying to take her away from me like like the Lisa was like nice to me but then would be like trying to pull Erica away and while I would chase them my dress kept falling off it was like unzipped in the back so it was I woke up I kid you like sweating I woke up like as if any other like crazy stressful you missed an exam in college or you forgot to pack before a vacation like typical stress dream but it wasn't a typical stress dream it was a I have a reality tv podcast that we're too far away from at this point and uh yeah so I am psychologically ruined by Bravo (laughs) and I immediately texted you the entire thing uh so yeah but we're back and is your left hand feeling a little heavy I'm engaged. In the words of Brittany Cartwright, I'm engaged. (laughs) (laughs) I'm engaged. Um, I had no idea that Mike was going to propose. And I honestly was like, one of my first questions was like, who did you tell? And I was a little mad that he didn't tell you. (laughs) No. Um, I didn't know jack shit. I knew that I wouldn't though because I asked – I was talking about engagements a couple months ago and about – who, who would know about them, et cetera, et cetera. And then he had like a little smirk on his face and he was like, I understand why people want to keep it private. And I was like, yeah. shut up, Mike. So I knew he was going to do it all on his little lonesome. He didn't even tell his own mother who, when we told her, I think like almost had a heart attack. Like, <laughs> I was like, you should have maybe just like given a general heads up. I don't know. He did tell um, John Gonzalez and Colleen Wolf, who we've had on the podcast before to talk about Below Deck because he proposed to me while we were babysitting their dogs in Palos Verdes. I had to pick up a crate and barrel mirror and <laughs> Mike said he had to do a fantasy football podcast, or sorry, excuse me, a fantasy football draft, but I could hear that the draft was like finishing much faster than he anticipated. So I was like waiting to see if he wanted to come with me to get the mirror. <laughs> and he was like very cool about it. Borderline, like I realize now that Mike is a really good liar. And so <laughs> that's Scary. something for me to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I went to go get this mirror and while I was out, he called me like four times to be like, so when are you going to be home? Like five, zero minutes or like one, five minutes, like over and over and over again. He told me he was going to microwave sushi for me at one point, which like should have been a red flag. Um, yeah. And he was just like super nervous and he set up the house like 
there's this little courtyard and he printed out all these pictures um, from our relationship and he printed out the first email I ever sent him when I came in to interview for a job for the show that he was working on, which is how we met. And he like put this little trail of flowers and all these candles. And then he wanted like the dogs to be with him in the backyard, just like sitting there, you know, ready to greet me. (laughs) But they like could not give a shit. (laughs) um which I've never seen before like anytime a new person walks into the house they're so excited to see them oh and also he played a Britney Spears song which was very sweet yes Um, he did so yeah and it was cute and and very um what's the word for like serendipitous of him it's very like future telly of him so insane like a huge foreshadowing because like never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would get engaged like the same week as Britney Spears Mm mm-hmm like I I don't know I feel like deeply connected to her I wanted to DM her and be like this happened but then I was like well she's like a slave and no one is probably reading her DMs who cares so never mind (laughs) um anyway it was very cute um also pro tip two pro tips number one for the guys if you're going somewhere and you're planning on proposing and you want it to still be a surprise but your girlfriend says to you we're not going to see anyone this weekend, right? I'm not going to bring makeup, <laughs> hair tools, or cute clothes. I'll probably just wear like sweats and maybe a pair of jeans in case I have to go outside. Um, tell her that you're going to go to dinner or something. Or we might <laughs> hang out with someone. You know, like so- make something up so there are options. Um, because I was truly photographed with no bra on, no makeup, and uh, like a jean jean shorts. That was very sad. Um And then uh, the second thing on my end that I could have done better is, you know, we picked out this ring before the pandemic started and we've been together for a long time. So I I knew like this was going to happen eventually. I just was like, what's going on? Where is this ring? I have not been able to find it in my house. So I started (laughs) asking like, you know, what's your timeline? Like, what's up? Because, you know, I got plans. Like, logistically speaking, there's like a COVID wedding bottleneck here. And just really like the anxiety planner in me was coming out. And apparently every time I did that, Mike was like, I couldn't propose to you like two days later because I didn't want you to think it was just because you were hounding me. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. That makes sense. I see both sides of that. But I appreciate that he did that. Because that's always, sure. you know, no girl wants to be the girl that's doing the hounding and the reminding. And then you, because you want to feel like, you know, this is the biggest favor anybody's going to ever ask you. And you want it to come out of this, like, really sweet organic place. For so, sure. And, and it I, is yeah. so funny that you were clued in in a way you didn't even realize by asking right before he was always about to do it. <laughs> I know. And so I, you know, really tried to be, have my cake and eat it too and be like, I never wanted to be the girl who, like, like hound someone to propose to them but like I can't help myself at this point and you know I really in in retrospect you should just like trust that it's going on it's all good everything's fine and if it's the guy then he'll do it and you're making it a lot worse if you keep asking apparently (laughs) sure sure and I do I heed that advice and I will take it to heart and but then I'll also add the asterisk of all of us out here who are dating true space cadets Mm -hmm, yeah so there are some moments where I'm like I think sometimes you know Tony needs reminders for lots of different types of things and this would just fall into that category but that is very good advice and everybody's so happy for you it's so 
fun to celebrate like a love of a couple that everybody loves everybody wants to be together and it's like not controversial it's only positive all love and good vibes it's very exciting and like you said you guys have been you've been together for a really long time so it's like something I think I can speak for everybody's been excited to and looking forward to and something outside of quarantine you know that's been like the light at the end of the tunnel that's going to be so fun Thank you. And I can't wait to black out at every event that has to do with your union. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. We're going to have so much fun in Vegas for a bachelorette party. It's going to be great. Um, Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm so psyched. I am worried about my girl, Britt, though. I don't know what happened to her Instagram. Concerned. Well, I I have read in my research that she's, like, wanting to take a break because she's getting into a better space legally and is going to be taking more agency over her life. I do wonder if some of the negative comments on the engagement post might have gotten to her a little bit. Although I did see – did you see that Octavia Spencer (laughs) apologized for her comment, which I love? Oh, no, Um, I didn't see that she apologized. I think it's good advice. Oh, well. She said – well, it is good. She was like, I am totally paraphrasing, but she was like, I apologize if, you know, this comment that I said went viral and in a negative way. And I and I really didn't want it to cause harm to the family, to the actual like lovely couple. I think it like, you know, kind of hurt their feelings. And so I just want to like reach out and say these are my sins. And she, I guess, privately like reached out and apologized. And then Britney's fiance commented back and was like, very much appreciate your apology. Totally understand that jokes come with the territory and no hard feelings. And I loved that. Love him. Love them. Love their love. What I was thinking as a uh, Britney fan and podcaster is, you know, obviously there's been this like amazing Britney Spears and like free Britney community that's come together, especially recently. And when she deactivated her Instagram, I was like, what are all of those podcasts going to do? <laughs> like, so many podcasts that are based off of like just dissect. We've done it like just dissecting her posts where that's just like the actual pod. And I know right now we're like really not, you know, for want of more Britney content necessarily. But like, what are those podcasts going to do if she doesn't bring it back? I think they're all just going to law school and like literally attending every like court (laughs) (laughs) initiative (laughs) for Britney. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's still there's so much there's so much work to be done. I'm so glad we don't have to go to law school, Taylor. We can just sit and watch these criminals fucking lie on television. (laughs) And it's obvious. You don't have to know anything about the law. You can be like, seems like you're breaking the law. That's it. Seems like you're breaking the law you should go to court that's funny all right should we talk Um, about oh wait one thing I wanted to say I remember um also a piece of news that Amelia Gray is no longer with Scott Disick yes this is true um very thrilling I think for Lisa Rinna I think I love that it was sort of coincided with this uh Scott Disick being exposed by Courtney's other ex when he sent him like a negative DM trying to slam Courtney and then he blasted it. Cause when there's, when things like that happen and there's just like sort of a shit storm of headlines and then there's a breakup, I love that because it satisfies, even if it's not true, it makes me go, Oh, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure it was so much more complicated and there's so many other things to it, but it was nice that I was like, Oh my God, Scott's being a dick. Who's still so obsessed with his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend and baby mama and Amelia could do so much better. And then they broke up. And I was like, you go get it, girl. So that makes me happy. <laughs> Rinna's just doing the, like, Nicole Kidman divorce photo the day that that was yeah. announced. <laughs> oh, my God. She's made so much content. I don't even know when they broke up. At this point, it's got to be at least, like, 10 days, if not two weeks ago. And every day I've seen a post from Rinna being like, celebrating. <laughs> Listen, I really tried. I tried to be good about it, but I couldn't. And there's just, like, 
she is a wealth of content that's going to be coming out of this breakup. But good for you, Amelia. Go on with your bad self. Um, and Scott can go prey on somebody else. I really don't believe in my bones that he is a good person or so. Let's do like 24 plus for him. That's what I hope, you know? Like yeah. 24 and, and up. And even that is really cringy to me. Yeah, I'm being oh. generous. <laughs> do you know what I did while you were getting engaged? What? <laughs> I watched an entire season or series, I should say, of Love Island UK. Oh, no. Are <laughs> I did, okay? and it was so good. Oh, no, it was great. Because, okay. first of all, I've never watched one that is pretty current. Mm-hmm. Like, the only one I had watched was that series five of UK that everybody talks about being so great, and it is and was, and we did an episode on it. Um, but Tony went into production, and I was like, wow, I'm going to have a lot more, like, TV time at night that's just exclusively me where I don't need to compromise jack shit like what am I gonna do I'm gonna watch a 50 episode reality show with subtitles because I can't understand what they're saying but it was so good it was just so much drama everybody is there so many feelings I had I hated people I loved people um and it only just ended so I felt like even though I wasn't voting I felt like I was connected and then I thought I'm gonna go watch um the current Love Island US mm-hmm. because I've this has been really fun for me to just sort of watch and I couldn't even get through like 30 minutes of it if there's something about that show that needs to be British mm-hmm. and I don't know what it like even the house that the US um Love Island is in is unbelievable like that normal that should be keeping my attention in and of itself and it just it just doesn't. So I don't know if anybody else out there feels that way. If you guys really think I should be watching the U.S. one, you could try and convince me. But I don't know, man. It was rough. But, yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself for that. <laughs> I tried to watch the U.S. one as well when it first came out, and I was not a fan. And I so I agree with you. And it just seems like, I don't know, British reality shows, like, as we have covered on this podcast, are okay with a lot of stuff that, like, CBS is not. And I don't know why that show's on CBS, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, it feels like, it feels very important. Like, the couples that made it to the finals and came out of the most recent season were at, like, the British version of the Academy Awards this past weekend, and they do, like, red carpet events, and they have an insane amount of followers. So it feels sort of like their equivalent of, if not bigger than the Bachelor franchise. Like, so it's a very, mm-hmm. it's a big deal show, whereas here it's clearly, like, our shitty American version of their <laughs> big deal show, and you could just feel it when you're watching it. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it seems, I don't know, I'm get, I guess it just... It should be easier than that. It's just not. They just, like, can't recreate the magic. That's so But, wow, really fun show. I had really hot and cold feelings about this woman, Faye, who I, like, loved and thought was funny, but then she was really hot-headed and made my blood boil, and <laughs> she was the guy who was really great. It was a whole thing. So shout out to anybody else who also watched that with me in spirit. It was really fun. Um, I also killed a plant when you got engaged. So I've been doing well. Ooh. Uh, you know, we've been, we've been very pro-fake plant. Yeah. And then I should have just stuck my ground on that. I got a couple more plants. Most of them are alive, but I just immediately killed like a $30 plant. And pissed me right oh, off. I'm anti-plants. I've said <laughs> yeah. this, you know, pro sticks, yeah. pro candles, anti-plants. So, you know, feel free to come over here whenever you want to because yeah. you can just hate on plants and hate people who like plants. I think everyone's faking that they can keep them alive. <laughs> just replacing them. No one's They're keeping just them burning alive. their money. I yeah. can't believe it. Oh, let's talk about reality 
TV. Bachelor people. in Paradise, you guys. Wow. What a what a wonderful turnaround of a season from our, you know, the Katie, the very boring Katie season. Previously, I have to say that mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about hyping Kenny up so much. I feel like he, first of <laughs> all, has created a lot of intrigue in this season. So thank you so much for that, Kenny. Second of all, like, I don't feel like he's done anything wrong, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like he's been pretty straightforward <laughs> with everybody. So look, he said to us, you're not going to like me on this season, which mm-hmm. I'm still confused if that means, like, he knew we were, like, fangirling over him so he's like oh I'm sorry I almost uh gave away a big spoiler (laughs) um anyway he Mm. knew that we weren't gonna like what ends up happening like in his connections with people or he was like you're not gonna like that I fucked Demi right after Mari said I want to date around yeah (laughs) I I'm interpreting it now as he because it's now implied that he we've seen him have sex with Demi and then have sex with Mari so I wonder if he was like, people aren't going to like that, that I just like smashed with two chicks. Like, I wonder if that was his issue. Or he's um, like, you look like you're in love with me and I am having a yeah. great time with Mari in paradise, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's also not a good look. But also, be honest with me, if 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 Kenny came over and just like punched Fredo in the face, well, that- you would still be like... I don't know. He's my guy. I'd be like, why'd you do- let's talk about why you did that because that seems like the Fredo wrong choice. <laughs> Fredo really does not trust anyone, you know? So, especially yeah. if you're wearing a hat. Like, I could see how... I don't think he would punch him, but maybe if he would, like, push him off. Like, I don't know. You never know. I do think he's a... I think he's a good example, Kenny, of being... Um, still authentically himself because he's not reading as this super fake guy really worried about his image which a lot of these guys are on this island which is annoying to me they're trying to come off as really sweet trying not to say anything wrong like really policing themselves and it leads to them being sometimes fake or just like reading like you know more inauthentic to me and I do think Kenny is just like kind of vibing in a really honest way where he's still fucking up because of that but it means that I, whenever he's on screen, I'm just like, oh, this is a cool, this is actually what this guy is like. And is that because I've met him? Maybe. <laughs> also, <laughs> it's like from his perspective, I feel like if he wanted to, he could make a real mess. Like he's 40. How much longer mm. is he going to be able to do this shit? Not, the answer is obviously like not that much longer. So if he wanted to literally like get blown by every girl on the beach, he could. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's not. He's like, you know, he's just like, okay. I really liked Mari. We hit it off. She said she wanted to explore other people. Demi seemed really into me. She's hot. Like, let's fuck around. Cool. Tia's here. Like, let's explore that. Not for me. Back to Mari. I just, I I don't see, I really think that he, my main thing is like he did what you're supposed to do in Paradise, which is keep it interesting, be open to people, create a little bit of drama, and then actually genuinely give a relationship a, a shot. So A plus from me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it is, to your point, you're supposed to be like testing your relationship. That's the whole point of like you are coupling up. It's literally exactly like Love Island where you're coupling up. And then once you're together, somebody comes down the stairs that is supposed to be tempting. And so he was, you know, doing that. He tested the Damari connection and is finding that he's happy with it. I will say I was wildly uncomfortable with the Demi breakup and she did uh, post a sort of like clarification slash apology that she was feeling very emotional and she didn't mean to throw Mari under the bus. Mari is a good person. She was just really upset. But she was crying and said, 
but you had sex with me mm-hmm. and you're picking somebody else. And it's so painful to watch because I have thought that. I think I have basically said that mm-hmm. at very low, low points. And it's it is such a because you feel I felt so badly for her, but also like stop talking about like like you just have to like go vent to somebody else. Like don't be throwing this back at him when he's just like trying to not because it wasn't even so much a breakup. It was just him sort of like cooling off steam. I don't know how did it. Make yeah, you feel? I don't really fault her for like I don't think she's wrong in saying that. Right, I've definitely been in that position. I think she. Look, he literally sat in a circle with all with everybody and played a game, and they were like, okay, truth or dare, who would you want to have sex with on the island? He was like, Mari. And then Demi went and had sex with him. You know, so it's like, yeah. here's the thing. You can't force people to want to be with you by fucking them. And that's something you have to learn as a girl, you know? And, like, maybe mm-hmm. some people learn it a lot quicker than other girls. Maybe people don't. some people don't sleep with people as quickly. I definitely used to be in the camp of like, well, if he sleeps with me, that means he wants to date me. Like, false, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I just think like it's a very relatable situation to be in. Also, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anything was done wrong here, and I don't really know how to like talk about this in a way that's sensitive. But she very much pursued him, which as she, yeah. as she should, he's hot. Well, you know for what I sure. Mean? But that's why it's, yeah, that's why it's complicated. If you take a step back and read the situation, there were signs that like maybe he wasn't so committed to her, you know? So yeah. And it's, it's, it's tough when you, and this is, you know, the, the, a lot to do with how everything is like edited and executed, but it was felt like the same episode or at least the same week where Demi was like, all right, do you want to go fuck in the boom boom room? And was like trying to get him to go back to the boom boom room. And he was like, no, I'm going to put on sunscreen. Yeah. And then <laughs> then he broke up with her. And then she was like, but you had sex with me. And so the, even just that like reversal of language that it's like you were just trying to sort of use it as a tool. And then and then now you're kind of throwing it back at his face like it's something just he did. And it's and I don't think that she was doing that purposely I think it was just like her reaction and what she was feeling because you do feel that you do go oh my god but you had sex with me like you hooked up with me that was you liking me and you're right it takes a while to learn that there's a difference and god how challenging I would totally revert in this situation and if I was in Bachelor in Paradise like I would absolutely revert back to that if somebody took me to the boom boom room I'd be like where's Neil Lane like let's do this so it takes a lot a very like mentally strong person to be able to go back and forth with this boom boom room situation and the constant breakups yeah for sure I mean if I was in paradise I probably wouldn't go to the boom boom room unless somebody had told me that we were going to be exclusive for the rest of paradise but you know I'm also 30 and she's like 25 and like when I was 25 I probably would have done the opposite you know so (laughs) um I but I really I think that whole situation was like very that was very real like I you know I Mm -hmm. think and it was good drama I enjoyed watching it it was pretty wild um mm-hmm. I am glad that it wasn't just a situation where Kenny was like trying to have his cake and eat it too like Mari very clearly said like I want to be open to going on dates with other people so he was like yeah cool whatever 
<laughs> no, know? it was one of the more interesting sort of dynamics in terms of like a, a love triangle because everybody was playing a part and like being active and it wasn't just like a, somebody being the puppeteer mm-hmm. or being like the absolute manipulator comes back to one person, the other pe- the people are the victims. Like it was a more complicated and nuanced situation and therefore great drama. Oh my God. But we need Speaking to talk of, about these little manipulators that are oh on the beach. Oh my God. I have to tell you, Mike called this. This is so funny. Like the most recent episode, obviously we got like Joe and like a horde of women like stomping down the beach to go like confront people. Mm-hmm. He was like, this episode is just called Beach Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Beach justice. Yeah. Wow. You are in violation, Brendan. I feel betrayed by that whispering turtleneck wearing bitch. Yeah. I, when he came to paradise, I was like, I don't know. He felt like he was really like in a heartbroken place. I felt like both him and Ivan, I was like, I don't know if they're even ready to be here. Their whole storyline on their seasons of The Bachelorette was very much that they weren't ready for commitment. And then I was like, so then what are what are you doing here? And I don't love Brendan's fucking cocky ass, I'm a hot boy energy. I don't even need to raise my voice above a whisper thing. And to not only blatantly take advantage of Natasha, but then be mean in the language Mm -hmm. she's using about her and the other women on the island is like so Regina George of him in the shittiest way possible. Like it's gross. It's not, it's beyond the case of the average like fuck boy or sort of like cocky egocentric dude. He's like actively being evil to me. He's being cruel. This is classic case of, like the most egregious fuckboy that you could ever encounter. A guy who seems so fragile and so sweet and like unassuming. And he's like, it's like, oh, is he like kind of hot? Like he's not obviously so hot. But like when you hear him talk and you like kind of look at him more, you're like, oh, he is like kind of fine, whatever. And then you start to trust him and he seems so you know, polite and respectful. And then, like, also just, like, fucking red flag if someone is, like, I'm still not over, like, this girl that I dated so long ago when you, like, absolutely should be. Those Mm -hmm. fucking guys, because you feel bad for them, you want to be there for them, you want to hear them out and be sensitive to their ex, all that shit, that kind of guy, I fucking got played by a guy like that in college and threw his laundry in the courtyard. I don't know if I yes! told you this story before. I, you have. It's fire. Oh my God. But like that is the kind of shit that makes people lose their minds. So I feel like good for Natasha actually like keeping it cool. Good for everyone on the beach, you know, supporting her. I've never seen anything like that before. Also, this whole situation to me was so similar to like the USC like college scandal like with Lori Laughlin because it's like bro we all fucking know you guys come on this, this show yeah. to be famous obviously obviously we fucking know that you don't have to like actively say it while you're on camera you're an idiot if you're doing that to me it's like in the USC scandal it was like we all know people pay to go to the fucking school. You're famous, you could just pay the school. But no, you had to like do a whole crime instead. Like mm-hmm, it's the mm-hmm. same line of thinking to me where I'm like Brendan, don't say that shit out loud and then for him to be like, 
well, it's not like she had any other prospects. I was just like, wow, holy shit, you're a bad guy. Like, you got to leave. You're never coming back. shitty. Really shitty. Like, for you to just say mean shit about this, who you've absolutely been a monster to. It's like, oh, and when when Joe and the ladies are, like, coming down the beach to confront him, he calls them Joe and the disgruntled females. I know. And I wanted to kick his face I cannot describe how much that made my blood boil. And talk about, like, I think that Natasha deserves a fucking award for being so level-headed in their final, their, their, like, confrontation that was just one-on-one. Her, like, cool laughter when he was just starting to say things that were so insane. I would absolutely be crying. I would be crying and screaming. He was so wrong and so shitty. And being so prickly back to her, it wasn't just that he was, like, playing this sort of, like, sad card and, like, sticking with this alibi that he made. He was, like, being, he was fighting with her. Yeah. And she stayed very calm. But Piper is a bitch. Yeah. And I... (laughs) And I like I want to champion all of the other women on the island who are being really cool and helping each other out and being sick. And I wanted but like Piper is a bitch and I hate saying that but Piper is a bitch and I could not I needed to pause it and calm down when she finally escapes with Brendan and is like they're both like sitting Mm -hmm. there just like twiddling their thumbs and whispering and being evil. And she goes, um, I actually could make money using my smarts. I actually have a degree in marketing. I don't even need Instagram followers, okay? But I'm just doing this instead. Like, oh, so you just want to hang out with these dummies, but you're the smart one? Like, you're the smart one out of this group of people, Piper? And, like, you have your fucking... I could not... But to quote 90 Day, like, fuck off and die, Ryan. Like, I I can't. tell you? I'm going to alienate so many people. And, like, this is obviously just directed at Piper. So, like, sorry. I don't actually mean it. I'm just being a rude bitch. Like, if you fucking went to grad school for marketing, you're an idiot. Like, that's too much money (laughs) to spend. Go just go work for a marketing company. Like, literally, anyone will hire you straight out of You don't need a master's. Her fucking... Instagram profile is like master's in marketing and model. I'm like, what a fucking giant waste of money. You're gonna have student loans for the rest of your life. You're never gonna book enough modeling gigs to ever pay that <laughs> off. Like, I, yeah, and you can't be such a dingus. You can't like come on Bachelor in Paradise and call everybody else stupid <laughs> and claim that you're smarter when you got caught immediately doing everything wrong. Like, you're doing it wrong. You're being shitty. I, and yeah, to come for this like free vacation when you guys are fucking each I just couldn't. I couldn't. But the point is that these two people are made for each other. They are a match made in hell. And for that, <laughs> I <laughs> I celebrate that at least. And I love that the internet was like, let's go follow Natasha and unfollow Brendan and yeah. Piper. What a beautiful moment for the internet. I love that. Do we think that they're still together, Piper and Brendan? I don't know. Do you hope so or do you hope not? I hope not. I hope they just like made themselves out to be assholes and then got nothing out of it. Yeah, I I want them to be miserable. So whatever is that is that for them? Like if they're together, if they're pretending to be together right now to like prove some sort of point, I hope that's the case and they actually hate each other. Or I wish that they I hope that they like were in love and then this ruined everything and now they hate each other. I just want them to feel bad that's all I just yeah when he called those women females I was like whoa that's a red flag disgruntled (laughs) females like honestly dude you are uh, you're a bad person and you're showcasing what a bad person you are and so cocky so everything bad 
And she just could not have made. And then did you read that she was, when she first came out of the experience, was like, no regrets. All of the, like, no regrets at all. And then once the whole world, like, lit on fire because of this, she was like, I will apologize to Natasha at some point. And it's like, oh, fuck off, Piper. Get out of here. So... I hope that things, like, work out for Natasha. Oh, but then we have to talk about Natasha's date Ugh. with Dr. John. Doctor. That's such an example of, I like, I've seen this happen, especially that college is super incestuous and, now, incestuous. and now that I'm living in L.A., it's the exact same thing, where there are a lot of, like, friends dating friends and friends dating exes and, like, people fucking knowing each other and then hooking up, like... And to just watch this guy go from I like am really interested in flirting with you to being like you said something bad about my homie and she didn't even say anything that bad she was just like telling the truth and then he dropped her like a hot potato in a way that really would have hurt my feelings if I were in her shoes. Doctor bros before hoes, unfortunately. <laughs> I uh, yeah I don't I mean it's just very like. It's unfortunate that he wasn't there to see, like, everyone's attitude towards what happened because then he could have been, like, Brendan, I love him, but he, like, obviously made a huge mistake. And, like, I'm not going to pass up on a good thing because of him, you know? But he got there and was like, oh, no, like, I can't really trust what you're saying because I'm friends with this other guy. Um, I don't know. That was just very, like, immature to me. I, it's like, I guess I was thinking about, like, let's say that they did get engaged and it did work out. Like... I guess he's really good friends with Brendan, so it would be very hard for them to have a relationship where Brendan is still involved in their lives in the future, but it just seems like something you could get past eventually because it's not like she 100%. has feelings for him, you know? No, and if, and if it is just like, listen, we had a, a big old kerfluffle. Things didn't work out. I felt a little used, but it is what it is. He left. I'm here. You're here. You know when you're going onto the island and you're like taking someone out on a date that there's going to be a story like that. Like the reason that they're available is because it like didn't work out with some other dude. Mm-hmm. And like, sure, you're friends with this person, which again is statistically speaking pretty like uh, likely since they're all friends. Then you just go like, oh man, that sucks because that's like my bro. But like, you're, let's see if something is here, and then we can sort of cross that bridge and we come to it. Every situation is going to be riddled with drama. So to immediately hear that it involves Brendan, and then be like, no, is so stupid. And now it makes me even more mad because it makes me question your character, Doctor John, because Brendan is clearly an evil spawn. He's evil. Yeah. You're going to be friends with him? Nobody yeah. be friends with Brendan. Let him have his turtlenecks and his bitchy girlfriend. Ew, just like it. imagine what he says about girls in private. Like, I can't. Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. That's what I'm like. What are The fact that you've got a microphone around your neck, bro. And he would try to hold it. This is Brandon I'm talking about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan would try to hold it to, like, hide the evil things he was saying. <laughs> gross. 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 Um, and then we got Joe and Serena fallen in love with each other i think i think she is straight up giddy and i love it because remember how lukewarm she was Mm -hmm. about matt james Mm -hmm. that is me (laughs) i feel like i have had my mom pointed out but i've like had boyfriends where i'm like this is fine (laughs) and then and I'm not even, that's just like my energy. That's my subtext. But I'm gen, I'm like, oh my God, I love this. But, but I'm just like, nah. 
And then I have, like, other boyfriends who, like, I the one I have now where I am, like, so beyond, obs- I, like, I'm seeing stars constantly. And so I think it's really fun to see the contrast between when we met Serena and now and when she was with someone what she didn't love. What a brutal thing for your mom to say to you. Just, like, also, oh, it's horrible. Like, all fucking moms, they all just afterwards, after you break up with someone, they're like, I never liked him. You're like, you don't really have to, like, go yeah. into it. He's gone, like, for a oh, reason, yeah. you know? <laughs> we've had fight. We've had fight. Like, she's pissed me off before being, like, well, you didn't love him about boyfriends I like genuinely loved it's just like a different type it's just different situation Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like well what were you doing for those years just holding your breath mom like figure (laughs) it like but they yeah I also think there's something about moms that are like oh I am the I am like I have a PhD in love so I could call it like I see it and I know what's up and it's like okay okay you definitely have wisdom but I don't know if you can like totally diagnose this from afar from this boyfriend you had dinner with once Mm -hmm. but for sure but I think it's really fun to see Serena and Joe seem, like, very giddy and cute together. I've gone back and forth with, like, I gen- generally like to see him on my screen, but sometimes he gets a little fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I did like to see him, like, doing vigilante shit this week. That was a good call yeah. on him. Um, <laughs> I am very scared. I don't like Kendall. I don't trust Kendall. I think she's a big problem causer, and I think there's some bullshit coming their way next week. So, Oh, really? I don't sense that at all. <laughs> I, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm either laughing at you because you're being sarcastic or because you're being naive. So No, I'm recognizing, I'm totally recognizing how that sounded like I was being facetious. But what I meant was, obviously there's drama. The way I was reading it, though, it felt a little, like, producery to me. Sure. And, like, the clips of the upcoming drama with them were seemed misleading where I, I thought my first guess was that she was going to be like hey Joe it's just too hard for me to see you falling in love so I'm leaving and that they were going to cry and they were going to hug but then she was going to leave so and I think that that's like not the most dramatic thing ever but if you think she's an agent of chaos I like love this theory I mean you might be right have we heard him say to Kendall I mean I can't tell you 100% like she's the one for sure no yeah we haven't so that yet. Conversation that's definitely coming. coming yeah but maybe he he seems like a fucking guy who puts his foot in his mouth all the time maybe it's like somewhat unprompted from unspecifically prompted from Kendall I don't know mm, I think Kendall's like my least favorite type of girl and Ooh, I think I she I mean even in her intro she's like kooky like it's just very like she's like hot 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 like what I don't know I don't I'm not into this uh like you don't like adorkable no I don't I think and I also think it's self-proclaimed adorkable I don't think it's genuine either so and I just remember what she did on paradise last time she like ran through all of paradise when Joe was like crying the entire time not that I love Joe so much (laughs) but she just does not seem like someone who is like really grounded and sure of herself and I think she creates chaos because of that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. She does – yeah, I certainly agree that she doesn't feel super confident. Um, it, she, Her presence there makes me a little uncomfortable just because she also seems like somewhat fragile to me in a way that's like this girl is obviously not interested in dating anybody mm-hmm. other than Joe mm-hmm. and she's obviously not even really into dating Joe. Um so yeah, I'm interested to see if you're right about this. Um, the ultimate, the fight that's coming up. Well, we'll just have to see. I do think though. I mean, Serena and Joe are in it for the, the bachelor version of the long haul, which is <laughs> a while, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna ask, um, who was it that? Oh, Tia. 
Tia was saying that you have to get the vagina dance mm-hmm. uh, when you're with somebody. And what do we like more, Tia saying vagina dance or from Love Island UK, Moira saying the fanny flutters? <laughs> um, I don't like British people, so Tia. <laughs> okay, so Tia, you vote Tia. I thought you might. We'll have to we'll have to poll it on Instagram. Okay, okay, cute. Also, how much cupboard space would you need for the margarita glasses on oh the God. Natasha Doctor John date? <laughs> that would have to literally go under the sink. Like, there's nowhere to put it. It was the most massive thing, and they did not talk about it. No. There, it literally, I did think cheers. it was nice that they switched glasses because there was a bug in hers. That was nice. That was chivalrous of him. Of course there was a bug in hers. It thought it was a pond. Yeah. That thing was massive. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I'm going home. That thing was Somebody so was like, big. Okay, what if we send them on like a totally normal date, right? But we just get a fucking lake and we give it to them. <laughs> it's like, wait. Okay, great, great bit, guys. Like, LOL. I don't know. I also, I have yeah, to say, I love Lil John. He's amazing. I've seen him DJ in Vegas. Super fun. Exactly oh. what you want from Lil John. He just sort of like interrupts every song to go like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, put your fucking hands up. Like the whole time. So any opportunity you can see him, like support him as an artist. I love him. I think he has good politics. He's wow. pro bachelor. Like everything for Lil John. Love that. I also want to shout out whoever, whatever, like, production team is in charge of the turning over of these celebrity (laughs) judges. I hope they got a fucking bonus because that is a just constant swinging door of random celebrities that have to have wild riders and all sorts of crazy complaints about the crabs and the heat. And they have a new celebrity every day, mm-hmm. which, dare I say, feels not very COVID-friendly, no. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why didn't you guys just camp somebody out there like you would a Chris Harrison, <laughs> he who must not be named? Instead, you're flying out a different expensive celebrity like every – seems like every week. I will give them the benefit of the doubt and say, like, maybe this was in that sweet, sweet time period where we really thought people with that were vaccinated could not pass COVID to each other. You know, you know what? It might be that way. It might be that way because I remember, I remember seeing Kendall in the summer in Abbott Kenny and reading that she just got back. Mm. So that was like kind of the vaccination honeymoon period. Ugh. So yeah, that might, might be the case. But still, shout out to that production team because wow, that seems like a very hard job. Um, Should we get into um, Beverly Hills? Let's get into Beverly Hills. Oh my god, Erica, what are you doing? You are lighting yourself on fire. This is ridiculous. I am so... I'm (laughs) continuously floored by the floodgates of information that she's just dumping and opening onto the show. And I have also read... Andy Cohen made a statement that she spills all kinds of information in the reunion that was just taped. So it's like this woman is not holding back and I can't even holding back isn't even the right. It's like not discerning any 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 logic in like what she's saying anything that should be said and shouldn't be said she's just not looking at the difference between those two so things. for those of you who aren't watching who haven't really been you know or don't know or like have vaguely been paying attention but don't watch housewives whatever like essentially i'm gonna try and list all the things that she said basically she claimed that tom previously flipped his car at home and got a head injury and has 
dementia and was unconscious for 12 hours and his dementia has been going on for three years and nobody knew about it and the cops came to her house but like nothing really came of that um and then now this week she's saying that tom's house was and by the way She's not supposed to be talking to Tom, so I don't know how this is getting relayed to her, but Tom's house was broken into, and he confronted the burglar, and then had to go to the hospital because of his glaucoma. Something with his eye went wrong, and she couldn't go check on him, but her son, who's a police officer, decided to go check on him, and then on the way back, her son flipped his car in the snow five times and when asked where there was snow because we live in southern california she was like he lives north is that everything Mm. am i right (laughs) yeah yeah it is it's a lot and it's it must be noted that she does this thing that i hate when anyone does it and i have loved ones in my life who do it but where you just sort of you toss out a list very quickly of things as if it's not that big of a deal, but you're clearly baiting somebody to be like, Oh my God, wait, Mm -hmm. back up. What do you mean? So she's like, Kyle's like, how are you doing? And she's like, I don't know. He got somebody. uh, 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 What's what the fuck is his name? Tom, Tom got robbed and he, and he had to go to the hospital and my son's car turned over five times and my, I've got this and that. And it's like, so annoying and also the last thing you want to be doing when you're in a position like she's in by like it seems like it's even more carelessly tossing out information because she's not even taking time to articulate in the right way and lord knows listeners know and you know i hate pk Mm -hmm. but pk made an amazing or not i shouldn't say not amazing calm down it's a good point that these there's like (laughs) language in these stories that are being repeated like Oh, Tom was in a car crash and his car turned over. And then, like, her son was in a car crash and his car turned over five times. And the, like, they're saying, like, these cars keep flipping over. It does really make you lose a lot of credibility. Um, Yeah, and also also, the point that he made about, like, the doctor said, I want to operate on his brain. And then I was like, no, operate on his ankle. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's absolutely insane. Yeah, and I I hate that there's this, you know, the talking head of Kyle saying, well, yeah, these stories are unbelievable, but does that mean I don't believe her? No, it doesn't. just means that the stories are unbelievable. You do have to go, if you're telling a story that is so confusing and convoluted that your friends can't understand it, it's because there's something that you're, like, hiding. It's not that you're just having a miscommunication or you're, like, a bad storyteller, there is something being withheld and those things that are making the story confusing or things that are being embellished upon. And that's what's making the story confusing. I truly was it's watching untruths. this episode and I was like, oh, she's a pathological liar. Like she is. Like this is what yeah. a pathological liar sounds like. Like <laughs> this is not And they normal. believe their lies. Yeah. Like, and, they, and they also believe when they're saying it that it's not even a lie because by putting it out there that becomes like a version of the truth. And that's the truth that this person who you're talking to is going to understand. So it's truth. Like that's like I feel like a lot of the justification justification in their minds. It is just bonkers. I also was on a completely different note pretty pissed the fuck off that she showed up to a facial party with a full beat and then didn't get the facial. Mm -hmm. Like I'll take that facial Kathy Hilton. Mm -hmm. 
What do you what do you what do you do? What do you mean you're not gonna get the facial? I also don't you need to relax, Erica? Yeah. I'll, by the way, she's still getting glam for sure. Like, where yeah. is this money coming from? Like, I don't understand. The victims, Alyssa. Like, okay. Also, yeah. okay. I, side note: I don't want to forget to talk about this. I think Kyle is a bitch. Um, but okay. <laughs> I, if you are in Erica's position. And you, like, suddenly found out that this man that you thought was, like, this great lawyer who saved people's lives from tragedy was, like, taking all their money. Wouldn't you be like, well, that was pretty fucking stupid that he decided to confront a burglar and, like, you know, I guess it's bad karma. Like, you, like yeah. wouldn't you be like, you wouldn't be all caring and, like, wondering how he's doing. You would be like... No. Well, what goes around comes around. Sucks. Yeah. You know? I know. We've said, we've been saying that because the, like, the, the clear loyalty that she's displaying to him still is what's most baffling to me. Yeah. Because if you're claiming you are a victim in this too and you were deceived and this is a person who took advantage of you and, and the person we're understanding who he is now is not who you thought he was, then yeah, you'd be like, fuck this rickety old man and his glaucoma and I hate him. Like, I think, I, whatever, I hope that the justice system takes care of this asshole. She's not doing that, which means she's either still sipping some sort of Kool-Aid or she's in cahoots yeah, with him. Yeah, I think she's in cahoots, for sure. She's in cahoots. Remember when I was like, like I think she didn't know anything. <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, uh, you're telling me that Tom never without a styrofoam cup in his hand, Girardi, combated a burglar? <laughs> What do you mean Tom Girardi, like, fought a, bur- a burglar, like, physically? Like, how can you in one point go, he's, like, falling apart and he has dementia and he needs help and he has, oh, he can't see and he can't do anything <laughs> to being, like, he physically fought a burglar and he had to go to the hospital. Like, I just, it's hard for me to buy that. And to say, like, he confronted him. Even that language is, like, heroic instead of being, like, a burglar, like, kicked the shit out of Tom. Or, like, a burglar came in and, like, now Tom's in the hospital even down to those little things, I'm like, Erica, you, like, love him? Or at least he's your teammate? I don't know. Yeah. It's too much. Something fucking it's weird too is going much. on. Um, Kyle, I feel like what Kyle is doing is worse than what Sutton or Garcelle or anyone who actually tried to confront Erica has done. Like, she is playing both sides. She's trying to be friendly to Erica's face. Behind her back, she's, like, cracking up at her bullshit Mm -hmm. and, like, letting her husbands do all the time. It's very LVP, you know? Like... It is very two-faced. Very LVP. I also didn't love... And this is just, you know, my reaction to it. Whatever. I don't love the scene of Kyle and Dorit sitting down with their two husbands and then, like, their husbands making sense of this shit. Like, and Kyle being like, oh my god, I've never heard it that way. Once I heard Maurizio call it bullshit, then I really considered it. Like, bitch, don't fucking do that. And certainly don't do it on TV. Well, here's the other thing. She didn't even fucking read the LA Times article herself. No! she didn't like I said that she did it before she admitted to not reading it I said on this podcast I know in my bones Kyle Richards did not read that article and then the next episode she was like it was too long I didn't read it how are you gonna not do that oh my god I read the article four times yeah actually I will have to say you've been really right about all about every step of this like you've been like (laughs) She's red coming his alibi. Like before all of this really was revealed, you I feel like you guessed everything. You were yes. right on the money. Great job, Taylor. 
Thank you. And then you're going to find out that Tony and I are committing fraud together, and that's why. <laughs> the real question here is how do we get our hands on these Dorit wedding dresses? Because <laughs> I need one now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I meant to ask you. Are you going to wear a $35,000 Dorit dress that's called, like, the podcaster? Here's the thing. If they give it to us, I will do pod spawn for it. How about that? <laughs> Ooh, here we go. Which one was your fave? Um, I did not like the pearl. Uh... I just, just for the sake of like trying on a big crazy gown that Dorit designed, I think I want to do the, the biggest, most poofiest one. I forget what it was called, but it had like a cape and shit. Yeah. Was that the moment? Yeah. I think it was the the moment moment. that PK was like, this is the moment, baby. Um, yeah, I think that that one would be very fun to try on. I also thought the one she was wearing, the woman would be cool for a, uh, what, what are they called? The, the dinner before. Yeah. The, like, rehearsal dinner. If you had a rehearsal dinner in a really classy restaurant, like, that dress would be, yeah. like, so fierce. That was actually really That's also a pretty wedding dress. Yeah. But I wouldn't – I don't think that would be, like, my ceremony I'm dress. I'm sure we have – there should – I we have to do, like, a wedding dress Buco de Beppo shopping day. Like, they're, <gasps> they must be available to try on somewhere. First of all, let me just tell you guys – I don't know shit about weddings. I don't know anything about dresses. All I know is what I see in the movies, which seems very, like, convenient that you go to one store and they just so happen to have the dress while your friends and family are there. So, like, I'm going to search high and low, try on everything that I can possibly think of, and that includes Dorit's wedding dresses. Oh, my God. I I truly stopped breathing when you were, like, trying on dresses in Buca de Beppo package. Why like, not? That's, that's the day. Yeah. We're doing that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start a whole new... That could be a show, Dorit. She should, like, combine with Say Yes to the Dress and Buca de Beppo, and it just, like, starts off with dress shopping, and it ends with, like, a crazy, like, Housewives-esque Italian dinner. Wow. I love this. I think that you... I know you don't like the pearl, but I think you would look banging in the pearl. I was thinking that while watching it. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. I just think it looks really heavy to me, and it... Oh, sometimes it so when you nice. have a lot of beads, it makes you look heavier as well. Mm, Yeah, the texture could be, yeah, definitely deceiving. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow, so thrilling. Lucky us. And I, I, the fact that it's just, it just keeps coming, all of this. And and we have to be approaching at some point with Erica another, like, legal moment Mm -hmm. in in all of this because it's still happening in real time while we're watching the show. And we do know that she has been ordered to pay $25 million, Mm -hmm. which is just a casual chunk of change. Oh, my God. She could just Venmo somebody that's probably sitting in her Venmo app. Uh, How do you even go about doing that? I don't know. It's also just like, I mean, sell your house. Like, that's a cool $5 million. Her little house? Her little house, (laughs) Alyssa? Her little casita? No, my God. Yeah, she's got to start there and uh, keep posting her lingerie shoe dazzle shit and figure it out. But wow, that is also a big deal. $25 million makes me sweat. Should we talk about Um, our other fraudulent housewife series? Our other rule breakers, our little funny little rule breakers who take advantage of other human beings. Yes. Let's talk about Salt Lake City. What a what a premiere. What a premiere. I can't believe – I'm so excited for when we catch up. And also I have to say, okay, so when this article came out that Jen Shaw was arrested by the FBI while they were filming, one of the details in the article that I'm pretty sure I'm remembering correctly and I don't even really care if it's true – um, is that she called someone, which we see her do. Some people assumed Mm -hmm. it was her husband. But her aunt – 
who's missing her legs showed up to be like the getaway driver. And the fact that we saw the aunt in this episode be like Mm -hmm. clanking around with her bionic legs like unable to get up on her own. And this aunt is the same aunt that Mary and Jen got in a fight over in the first yes. fucking episode because of hospital, hospital smell. I was smell. like, truly not even Succession could be writing this. Like, it's <laughs> so good. It's such a good plant and payoff that like. No, that's such a good point. I yeah, love it. very good. Very good eye. Very good eye. I, I watched that beginning scene of her getting the phone call. It gave me chills every time I watched it. So spooky. I watched it so many times. Um, genius of them to open with it and then talk about amazing storytelling to later in the episode be having a conversation with Whitney and say girl I would go to jail for you (laughs) and then double down on the joke like four times like if you were in the writer's room you'd be like all right let's cool it on the jail jokes like she's like I've never even been to jail did you know that and like keeps talking about it it's like girl you're about to go to jail it's so so spooky I also wonder about the psyche of these people who like I've been I've like certainly had secrets and been stressed about getting caught and it like consumes my life could how do you go about your day if you are a guilty version of America here's how you do Erica Jane or your Jen Shaw you throw a birthday party for your husband and then you freak the fuck out and stab a balloon arch in front of everybody and yank him by the arm and drag his ass out of the party and then he threatens to divorce you because you're acting so fucking insane because you're scamming people out of their life savings (laughs) that's how you handle the stress I mean like truly all of this makes remember I was like maybe she's like not done grieving her dad it seems like she's in the anger portion of that no she's a scammer that's what's going on yeah, there's yeah, you're you got to just how do you sleep at night? You're evil. Like you have to for her to be like these movers had never seen so many shoes and purses before. It's like god, I wouldn't even be able to fucking say that. And I'm not the best per I'm no saint, but like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to put on the shoes that you bought with like someone's grandma's money. Jen, no. I also think those kind of people must be like, everything's like, everyone's corrupt. Like the fucking, like our politicians like do the same thing. You know, everyone's like skimming off the top. This is America. You know, like shit where they like fucking, you know, sort of. Yeah, it's a doggy dog world. Halliburton sort of mentality. (laughs) Yeah. um, But yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited to watch all of this play out. I'm very excited to like watch them all. Uh, turn against each other and accuse Meredith of turning her into the feds and all. And also, there was like a rumor that one of her makeup artists was like an FBI informant, which is very exciting. Yeah, that would be absolutely bonkers. I, I what did you think of um, the new housewife Jenny? I like. I thought her backstory was really interesting. Like I've never heard anything like that before. I thought it was pretty cool. I agree. I also think it's absolutely insane that she called her husband essentially ugly oh, on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I squealed. I thought that was so wild. They were like showing pictures of them together and they're so happy. And she's like doing her whole backstory. And then she's like, and when I first met my husband, ooh, I thought, what a hot body. And then, and then I, and then, you know, I saw his face and it was, you know, it was, you know, his face. But uh, I ended up falling in love with him anyway. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. God. And also, like, it's like, first of all, he didn't have that bad of a face. Second of all, like, you made <laughs> children with him, so they're going to look like him. 
Oh, and it's such a nobody like no producer, even the world's most twisted, manipulative Bravo producer did not ask you, do you think your husband's face is ugly? <laughs> like this girl was just like on a road. They were like, how did you meet your husband? And then she went out of her way to be like, and you know what? What do I, th- I think about his face? I don't think it's great. I don't think his face is great, but I am in love with him. Um, and oh, man, I was very stressed out about in general chiropractors stress me the Ooh, fuck out. Ooh, me too. I'm, I uh, don't really think that they're, first of all, what they do kind of Do you think me they're out. witch doctors? I don't, <laughs> I, again, I came for the marketing master's degrees. I'm coming for the chiropractors. Yeah, a lot of people it. really love their chiropractors. Here's the thing. Here's all you need to know. There's like a gang of chiropractors telling people not to get vaccinated. That's not a doctor, okay? Mm. <laughs> like, I just mm. think I have, you know, in my own personal research that I've done, um, there is like a, an addictive feeling to getting adjusted, right? And so right. you can just go to a chiropractor for the rest of your life because when they like crack your back, it releases chemicals that make you feel better. But I don't know that it's actually helping you. That being said, I've never been to a chiropractor myself, so who's to say? I I've never been. I had like really really bad. I shouldn't say really, really. People have really, really bad back problems. I had a bad chronic, like, back shoulder problem in high school. And I remember a one of my, like, general practitioner doctors being like, and, you know, you could, like, fuck with a chiropractor. and But just said it very casually. And my parents were, like, very resistant to it. And they were like, those are just people who take your money. It's a witch doctor. Like, nah. And then I was like, I don't even really have an understanding of what a chiropractor is. And then anytime I ever saw one on TV, it just looks like they're snapping bodies in mm-hmm. half. And I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, no wonder my mom didn't want me to do this. But I see, like you're saying, people get so into it. And I can see why it feels good. Like, I crack my knuckles. I crack my neck. Like, I get it. But it just is so nerve-wracking for me to watch. And to watch him do it to Lisa's son, really, just like in the basement, really stressed me out. That being said, my dad has fixed several of our fillings in the basement with, like, dental equipment he had. So I guess I can't really, like, point fingers in any direction. That is a wild thing that we're going to have to talk about on another episode. (laughs) Because that, I have a lot of questions about that. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, save it for a rainy day. Um. <laughs> uh, Mary has a podcast. I feel like maybe the last thing Mary should have is a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> and starting it by being like, this is Mary and this is um my podcast. It's like such a funny – did she – practice did she have a concept i she's like such a flighty little bird and they just like plopped her in front of a microphone i think i should have um a podcast hello everybody listening to this podcast like what is going on here's the thing if you are i'm full of advice today if you are a scammer (laughs) who's taking people's money or if you're a cult leader don't show us your closet and don't put a podcast where you talk about things because that's going to be what's called evidence later on in the case against you. <laughs> like They're unstoppable, though. They're just unstoppable. These are people who don't say no to anything. Mm-hmm. That's what's fascinating about them, right? Like, so, so, so interesting. And I want to know so much more about the guys who are doing the podcast with her. Oof, I, I know that we're doing a, a deep dive. Idiot. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> Just everything Mary said, he just like couldn't believe it. I'm like, okay, calm down. Yeah, he was he was her like podcast hype man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that we do get into more about the church this season, which is so good and fascinating to me because to your point, 
Why the fuck would her, would she or anybody in her camp let that happen after all of the crazy headlines from season one when we like really barely got into the church? And season two is like, don't do, you, where people are finding out that you're like kind of a crazy cult. And they're like, really? Why don't you bring the cameras in here? Let's do a deep dive. Like, what do you mean? Like, that, those are the people that should leave. Those are the people that should be like, I'm not doing Housewives anymore. Or I'm not showing my, they're, they're like, come on back. It is wild that they like just keep pulling the curtain and showing them doing crazy shit. I, wow. But I guess this is like the whole reason why the show is amazing. Yeah. So they shouldn't stop. Um, Whitney is a stepmom to people that she went to high school with. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and like rubbing cake frosting on her like beautiful tits in a red bikini mm-hmm. at those parties. Mm-hmm. And it is just such a, she's just like leaning into it. Mm-hmm. Um, love her taking shots, love her dropping cakes. I, I love me some Whitney. Mm-hmm. Um, what? I was also really happy to see Heather again. It was like, I missed Heather. Yeah. I love Heather also being like, I want my daughter to be a whore. Like, I'm like, I, I'm ho- I want your daughter to be okay. I want her to be safe. I want her to, you know, but yeah. also like, I, you know, I'm glad you're going the, you're overcorrecting. That's fun for your daughter probably. Yeah. 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 It is, it is nice to be like, well, I just don't want her to feel like she's, like, too restrained or, like, she can't be herself. But it seems like her daughter seems pretty, like, comfortable and confident. And then she'll be like, no, honey, you want to go out there and be a fun-loving girl and get on the pole and do it all. (laughs) And the daughter's like, all right, I think I'm just going to go to, like, a college that's not BYU. Yeah. (laughs) And Heather's like, are you sure you don't want to go give blowjobs to people? And the daughter's like, I think I'm just going to, like, go to a regular liberal arts school and figure it out. She's like, okay, but... Here's some condoms. Yeah. Like, okay, Heather, cool it. Um, also, Whitney, like, implied in her Talking Head interview that, like, if she made her own money, she wouldn't have to give blowjobs anymore, which is just, like, so insane. What what a crazy math problem to do in your head. Did you catch that? <laughs> like, she took the water no. bottle. She was like, I wanted to make my own money so I don't have to do this. And she took the water bottle and, like, pretended to blow it in her – talking head oh no and I was just like what it I I I don't understand like that should be you're gonna probably have to do that anyway honestly (laughs) and you shouldn't have to do it you should like want to and like especially since it seems like we're jumping into this big sexual storyline with her and her husband seems like a weird way to kick it off yeah like then I don't if I make a face oil that gets rid of acne which is not how face oils work uh, then I don't have to give blowjobs. Yeah, exactly. No. I was like, I don't think you can make enough money in the world to be like, and now I'm self-sufficient and therefore I don't have to blow you. <laughs> like, what? I forgot that she has her own kid. And so at the, be- in, the, at the in the scene where he, like, walks into the kitchen and he's, like, eight or something like that. He's, like, a little mm-hmm. kid. I truly jumped in my seat and was like, the fuck? Like, Whitney has a little boy? Because she's just, she just, like, does, reads the least, like, mom slash maternal like to me, at least in a traditional sense. Um, and then now I'm thinking about that eight-year-old one day seeing a clip of his mom being like, and then I don't have to give blowjobs. <laughs> what a beautiful thing. Yeah, for sure. And then we got a nice Shabbat with the with the marks. That was cute. Yeah, yeah. They they've got a lot going on. That family kind of creeps me out in the sense that I think that they have a lot of secrets that they're keeping together. 
from the outside world. Mm-hmm. And then I think they have secrets they're keeping from each other individually. I think they've got secrets, secrets, secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I don't think you're wrong. It's very – it's interesting. It's interesting to see them try to mend their marriage. I don't feel like we really fully talked about all that stuff. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And to choose to be – to really, really get – at early on, pretty hot-headed about this Jen Shaw stuff is is a choice on her part because she's so, like, reserved and so seemingly calculated in, in her behavior and what she says. Mm-hmm. So to, like, come off right at the top of filming by getting, like, crying mad about it. I'm like, this is – there's a lot to this. And I suspect she's the person who tipped off the feds. Wow. <laughs> But that's how everybody's supposed to feel, right? Is that how the edit's supposed to make us feel? Yeah, I think that's the accusation right now. I would assume, I mean, look, I'm sure Jen had a bunch of employees that she treated really badly, so I would assume it was probably one of them. Mm, That's fair. You know? Yeah. Like, Meredith is busy. She's trying to fucking figure out her relationship with her husband, and her (laughs) baby son is being attacked online. Her baby son. (laughs) I just want an apology for Brooks. That's all I'm asking. Oh, man. I'm excited to see this whole fucking season. What a gift. And the fact that it's an overlap with Beverly Hills. Wow. How great. Um, Wow. We should. We've just had so much to just fucking talk about that we could gab for days. But we should wrap it up so these people could go about their weekends, Mm -hmm. Alyssa. But we're back. We'll be out every Friday. we're back. You know. We've got fun interviews in the can. Get excited. Everybody do your homework. Get back on The Real Housewives. Get back on it. Oh, and there's also a a real. Or no. A. um, 90 Day the Other Way that Tony and I have been watching that's very funny. So I'll have to tell you some highlights from that as well next week. Oh, cute. I'm excited. Just just a big, dangerous, hot mess that you would hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yay. Okay. Well, we'll see, I mean, everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.